Hello, friends, listeners, uh, buddies. Welcome back to We Were In A Band, the podcast. Um, I'm Finn. I'm here with my old mate, Jack, again. Jack, how you doing, man? Hello, hello. Yes, great to be back three episodes in with Three Deep and Rising. Three Deep and Rising, baby. It's becoming a habit. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you, Jack. And fool me thrice, shame on the li- the listener. <laughs> <laughs> Always shame on you, listeners, for listening. But, but also, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Shame on you, but thank you is the word of the week. Uh, that's what we're going to say. But this week, we've got a super exciting episode. Um, we're actually talking to an old friend of mine who I've worked with uh, for a number of years. But I found out a few years ago that he was in a band called the JB Conspiracy, um, who have been going for a very long time. They're a seven-piece uh, ska, punk, synth, rock band. They're from London. Uh, they've done all sorts of things over the years. They've released three albums. They've got one that's just come out uh, called Beginnings that's super exciting. They've toured with Real Big Fish all over Europe. They've even played a lot of gigs with, uh, you might remember, Sam from Treehouse Fire from our first episode. Um, and they're just super nice guys. So we got together with Matt Carson uh, and Mai, who is also in the band, and we had a great little chat, a great little catch-up about touring, about embarrassing moments, um, and sort of about everything from the very beginning all the way through to, to where they are now. And it was it was absolutely hilarious, wasn't it? It was great. Maybe the best first demo we've ever heard as well from Duff Muffin. So, you, yeah, everyone is yeah, going <laughs> to yeah. love that. Yeah, it was. It is truly excellent. I can't wait for you guys to hear this one because that was. It's some. I think the demo was something that we both identified really strongly with because it was. Uh, about, I thought it was my own. It was about our speed, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I thought he'd just broken into my hard drive and got my most recent <laughs> song. That's how realistic it was. It was great. It's intense stuff, and those guys were at the cutting edge of technology back then. Mm. I mean, using some great kit, some great gear, and just great songs. But listen, we'll um, we'll, we'll stop talking shit, and we'll kind of get into the interview and let you guys <laughs> listen to it. So I guess without further ado, enjoy it. Uh, this is part one of our interview with Matt and Mai from the JB Conspiracy. We were in a band, a really shit band, and now we talk to people about the first bands. All the bad gigs and other tragic things that only ever happened was being in a band. So we've got here today with us, we've got Matt Carson and uh, we also have James Mayhew, otherwise known as Mai, guys from mm. the JB Conspiracy. They have stopped in our port, as you were, and uh, what do you do when you stop in port? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't say you had that sample as well. I made so. it up fresh <laughs> this morning, <laughs> man. The boys from JB. Off to a cracking start there. Exactly. You guys have come into our <laughs> port and feel free to drop your anchor as much as you like. <laughs> guys, obviously, this is a podcast. Uh, you know, we were in a band. Me and Jack ourselves were in a band. And we like to get people that were in bands or are in bands yeah. to come and talk about um, the, the early days and bring us right from the very beginning all the way through to where you're at now. So I guess, you know, over to you guys. How, how did this, this funky thing begin? Were you always called the JB Conspiracy? So we were, yeah, we, before Mai was in the band, uh, Mai's been in the band a very long time, actually. But so he, I've been in since 2007, so that's nearly yeah. 
Nearly 14 years, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's how long we've been together. There was a time yeah. before 2007, 14 years ago. There was. There, there was some years before 2007. Yeah. <laughs> there were some years. Um, and there were a bunch of mates, uh, myself and uh, about five friends that I went to school with in Guildford. I'm pretty sure it was in year nine, uh, and me and a bunch of friends, we just kind of discovered, uh, I think Less Than Jake were basically the first nice. big influence. And we, we all kind of discovered, I think Hello Rockview had just come out. I think it was that kind of era. Uh, and we kind of discovered that and we were listening to that and a lot of um, Asian Man Records releases. I don't know if you're aware of that label. It's, no. a, it's like a Californian label um, run by a guy called Mike Park. And his, uh, well, it's actually the label that Less Than Jake used to be on a long, long time ago, lent to us by one of my friend's, yeah, one of, one of my friend's sister's boyfriends at the time, a guy called Dave, and this is interesting where it comes a bit full circle because Dave runs a label called Everything Sucks. And that's actually, I'm sure we'll get there, but that's actually the label that are going to release our new album. In nice. CD. He was, I think he was in the year above us. And he had this CD of like all these Asian man records bands, including Less Than Jake, uh, bands like Slapstick, uh, probably Alkaline Trio are on there too. And that was kind of like our little our route into this kind of ska punk world. Um, so we kind of got heavily into that. And then I think we just, it just went from there and we just suddenly decided, like, let's just start a band. Uh, I mean, none of us, none of us could play any instruments at all. (laughs) That's always the way, that's always the way these things get started. People get ideas in their head that they might, they might have a go at the guitar. Exactly, right. And I I don't know why we were so confident about that. We're like, oh, that won't be a problem. Like, we'll just, we'll just get the instruments and then we'll, we'll be fine. So... We did that, and I, t- I tell a lie. Actually, I think one or two members had played. I think the sax players had had some experience playing sax, but not really a huge amount, genuinely. Yeah. So we all chose instruments, and then we got together and just started uh, jamming in my mate Ant's garage. Shout out Ant Wild, uh, founding <laughs> member of Duff Muffin, one off. And that was well, I was just about to ask. Yeah, the name of the band because like, often you have a name before that a band exists. But what came first, the band or the name? <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Well, I think actually the band, um, no, the band definitely existed before the name. And I think I suggest we were just spitballing. You know, you know what it's like. You just kind of come out with all kinds of crap. <laughs> and then one day, I, I think as a joke, I was like, I should we just call it Duff Muffin? And the guys are like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think Rolls off really the like tongue. That. Rolls off the tongue. Yeah, Duff Muffin. I mean, it does. Yeah, it Duff does. Muffin. So we, so we went for that. And uh, it just kind of stuck. And um, we didn't have a drummer for a long time. And I think we're probably going to hear them at some point on the on the podcast. But mm-hmm. the, the very early recordings, obviously, because we couldn't play, play our instruments at all, yeah, uh, were, were pretty pretty shocking well, we didn't let that stop us i'm not gonna lie you obviously before before we recorded i asked you if you did have any little samples of something to send over mm. um and you very kindly did did send over a little sample of and and this i'm gonna play it a bit now but is this the very first this is like guitar out of the box <laughs> let's have a go it's, it's pretty i don't think it's band practice one but it might be bad like and i mean i think we had two songs before this one uh one or two and then when we got to this one i remember this significantly being a point where we were like yeah this is it like this is more like the sound we, we, we're going for here and it's like listening back to it now you i mean i'll, I'll let i'll let it speak for itself but it's pretty horrendous. <laughs> that is a hook. It's is good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
Yes! Wow! Ooh, that's that's okay. real, like, lo-fi, lo-fi, <laughs> two-tone yeah, It's really raw. How, how, did, how did you record it? Yeah, that was piping hot. It sounds like one of those small computer microphones you got. Do you remember yeah. the ones that <laughs> Do you came... know what? I think it might have been. I know exactly the one you... The like really, like, long, long, thin ones. Yeah. The long yeah. one on a stick. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I remember those. Was. Yeah, yeah. And the reason you can't hear the bass is because the bass player didn't have a bass amp at the time, and he was playing through like a subwoofer <laughs> the, the you normally have on a computer. That's all we had, just like computer gear. Oh, well, that's, that's a classic brilliant. thing, because uh, we and Finn did the band practice once. Finn didn't have a bass, but a friend bought a bass guitar, and there was no bass amp, so we put a mic up to the strings on the bass. Oh, nice. So a subwoofer is one nice. up on that. <laughs> I mean, it's a just... mic to the strings, that's brilliant. Yeah. It's great, yeah. Feel obviously, you, you've been having a route around for that, Matt. What, how do you... How do you feel listening to that again some of the the early stuff who could have known what was to come who <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's cool like it's, yeah uh it's weird thinking like at the time we like i said before like that that song felt like a step up from the first two so that, that when we were playing it i remember thinking this is actually like this is cool this is, this is the kind of thing we want to be doing yeah so it's funny to listen back to you now but genuinely it just brings back like awesome awesome memories of just hanging out at Ant's house eating fajitas and just playing bad scar punk on a Friday night in our school uniforms. What's that song called, Matt? Uh, I think it was called Hamster Features. <laughs> yes. Hamster Features. <laughs> <laughs> Hamster Features. I love it, man. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's, really that's so Coming good. soon. Reissue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, did, I genuinely thought about it. I was thinking it today. Like, I almost thought about... You know, bands don't do it anymore, I guess, because everybody streams their music. But I thought about, like, sneaking it in at the end of the album that we're releasing this. Yeah, year. yeah. What was the first Duff Muffin gig? Right. So the first Duff Muffin gig was... Do you know, do you know who Herbie Flowers is? I, th- I feel like... Um, did Sam mm. from Treehouse Fire mention Herbie Flowers as well? He might uh-huh. have. Oh, I don't know. It's a great name. Thing is, if Jack doesn't know him, I definitely don't know. Him. <laughs> <laughs> He's your like backup of like, do you know him? Jack knows. <laughs> Jack knows and remembers. Uh, and, you know, yeah. It's a common theme for this podcast. Jack knows and remembers everyone and everything that's ever happened in front oh, of him. Oh wow! So he was. Um... He's he's been on uh, he's like a rock and roll legend and he's basically been on like loads and loads of famous uh, records. He's playing a band called Sky, I think in the like in the seventies or something. Right. Um, and he did this thing in Woking, uh, I think at St John the Baptist School over a summer holidays when nobody was there. SJB baby, big up SJB. S- SJB. Um, where did you go to school for him? Uh, we both went to Woking High School. Woking okay. High, it was... Um, so this is a rival rival school for you then? Man, mm. there were so many rival schools. <laughs> not not that um, I can say I ever sort of actively participated in any sporting right, right. rivals. Mine, right, was, right. mine was more of Just a... Thugging. Um, well, it, it was thugging and more of kind of a wind band um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> rivalry that, that went on. I mean, in terms of, you know, I, I was clued up as to who the other trombone players were in the area. And we I were was, the only wind band <laughs> in the area. <laughs> yeah, well, are, you two, are you two horn players then? Is I, that what's happening? It. I used to play trombone. Did you? Uh, oh, back nice. in the day. I did, yeah, I did. I, I, was percu- I was percussion, I was drums and percussion. And I was always trying to tell Finn, like, you know, trombone is cool. And you're like, no, no. That's no. the thing. As a kid, you know, the, the, I, I always thought it was a thing that my mum made me do, you know, but I got quite good. And then when I was a teenager, <laughs> sort of dropped it. Um, and and it's, it's one of my regrets, I have to say. 
Oh, um, man. I'm gutted I didn't carry on. If I knew that there was a trombone player living down the road from me in Woking back in the late 90s, you would have been in, mate. Straight away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's been so many times when we've needed a horn player to, to yeah. step in, and if we'd have known you're in the area, Finn, I'm gutted. Well, I, I could, uh, I could always give it a pick up again, but it might not yeah, sound too different too from um, from your first track. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't it isn't your trombone still at Woking College as well? It is actually, yeah. Big up Woking College as well. If you do Left see my there. trombone, it's a Jupiter uh, trombone, a couple of dents in the bell, as I remember. Well, um, give it, I, I would. I wouldn't mind that back. We could always melt it down. Herbie Flowers did a, a thing called Herbie Flowers Rock Shop, and it was a. It was basically like a kind of initiative to get local musicians, just kids basically, just get them into bands. And they organised a gig at the HG Wells Suite. Yes, yes. Gaff still there. What a spot! It, it's, it's still there, I think. Yeah, mm. it's where the um. There's the big War of the Worlds thing out there, isn't there? Exactly. Yeah, the yeah. thing. So anyway, he put a gig on there, and it was basically just all the musicians would come together. We'd all It was like a workshop, basically. We would get into a band, they'd write a song. But because we were already kind of a band, we all just sort of rocked up together with our stuff, and we're like, well, we're, we're going to do our own thing. Um, but they just kind of helped us. Like, they kind of like teach you how to perform. It was only like a couple of days, really, but they kind of teach you how to perform and like just show you, uh, I guess, the ropes of just being on stage and stuff. That's and, cool. What cool, an amazing man. resource as a kid to have that. Yeah, so like, thank you, Herbie Flowers, um, for for sorting that out for us because it was it, it it was quite a big gig actually. Imagine like all these kids and like all their parents came and it was a big old hall in HG Wells Suite, and um, yeah, it was great. We only played a few songs, but it was awesome. That was our first ever gig. That's awesome. So it was a roaring success. Yeah, I'd say so. I'm pretty sure I forgot the lyrics of one of the songs. There's like a, a verse that was missing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, like that young confidence just kept on shining yeah. through. Yeah, well, how how do you how do you counter that even nowadays on stage? Did you just sort of hum through it and hope that it would you'd get to a bit that you knew, or do you just sort of walk away from the mic and do a guitar swing? Or something. <laughs> I think rap? the latter. Yeah, the that, that gig because I had no clue what I was doing. I remember just turning around, looking at the other guys, and just shrugging, and being like, <laughs> and we just kind of dealt with it. And yeah, it was fine. So, I mean, I don't know the timeline of of um, uh, Duff Muffin. Uh, mm. But what what would you like? How did you go forward from there? Were there more gigs, and did they get any weirder or any worse or any better? Like what what happened next? Generally better. Um, yeah, I'm, I remember seeing you guys because I was always going to the gigs around Guildford and and had some early bands back in the day. But I remember seeing you guys de- uh, down the Star, and it was wicked. Oh, yeah. It was Guildford. like a yeah down in Guildford. It was just like a wall of sound. You know, like you guys were tight. It was yeah. It was it was really good really good show. <clears throat> I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we we were killing it. We uh yeah, there was I think we, we went through a few drummers at the time. Uh I think our first drummer was a guy called Peter who was at school with us at St Peter's, weirdly. Um and then a guy called Tom Arthy was our first uh sort of permanent drummer. He lived in Godalming. And what age were you guys at this point when you were in this band? Well, we started in nine I I think ninety nine. So I was born eighty five, so that'd make me fourteen. Um, and I, and the other guys were similar age to me. We were all in the same year, so that's cool. Yeah. And were you starting to go to like the CD gig venues and sort of places where they would serve beer, where you could play as well? Like, were, were you getting into that scene? I guess, yeah, I guess we were, yeah. And like, we loved we loved going to gigs. And I think very early on, um, 
you know, when like Less Than Jake were in town and stuff. I remember, yeah. I remember some of the guys seeing Less Than Jake in either 99 or 2000 at the Underworld, yeah. back when they were a bit smaller. And like we, from then on, we just kept going to, you know, all like Real Big Fish and Less Than Jake and like uh, King Prawn were doing a lot of gigs back then. Who were like, they were always on the bills with those bands. <laughs> I love that. Uh, so we loved it. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, they're a great band. They're still around actually. Um, so yeah, we yeah we used to love going to gigs actually. Any particularly weird moments? On the first gigs I played um, at, at the Plantation in Guildford, mm, great we were like, spot. We were great. like, yeah, shout out to that that venue. We were like 14, 15 year old kids playing as fast and furious as we can, trying to keep in time each other like punk rock punk rock tunes that we'd written. And at the end of the show, there were these four dudes that just got up and took our instruments. And the guy said into the mic. <laughs> Well, seems like they're just letting anyone play here, so we're going to do a show, a little show. <laughs> and they were an actual band, and they played, and it was what like, oh, yeah, you guys are really good, but like, we're like 14, 15-year-old kids, just like, this is our first show. And they thought it was an open mic. And they, Yeah, they pretty much thought it was an open mic, and they were just like, yeah. Seeing as they're letting anyone, pretty much anyone play the plantation, <laughs> just took our instruments and started playing. So you just let them? you just like, fair yeah, enough, yeah. just do I mean... Your I mean they were good. They were actually yeah. pretty good. So <laughs> imagine like, giving them a compliment afterwards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, man. You that. should keep my bass, man. You're rocking it, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah. Nice yeah. set, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was probably the, one of the weirdest shows. Yeah. So what band was that? Mine. Jeremy George. Like real early days of that. Jeremy oh, George. Band. They were good, actually. And did you know each other at that point? Obviously, we'd def- we'd done a. I think we'd done a show together down at. Um, what was that practice room in Guildford? Backline. Back I back thought you were going to say that place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Backline. Yeah, Do you that's... guys know about that place? Yeah, Backline. We know. We know. Yes. We, we never played Backline in our band, but we, we used to pop down there on a Saturday evening and, um, and hang out. Weird things happening at gigs, though. One popped into my head. It wasn't so much the gig was weird, it was more on us. Like, we were... I was weird. Uh, we we do you, do you know the, the Peel in Kingston? Absolutely. R.I.P. Yeah. Classic, R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. The Peel, great venue, man. Great venue. Yeah, wicked venue. Uh, shout out John Tolly, Banquet Records, all yeah. that lot. Banquet put out our first album as JB. We were playing shows there, like Banquet shows. Uh, and actually, one of those bands that I was mentioning before on Asian Man Records, um, I think the band are from California as well. Um, Band called Slow Gherkin, who were like never, never a particularly big band, but they were so good, uh, and they they had like a huge influence on our like early sound, I guess. Like a yeah. lot of the, um, a lot of like the really really scary stuff. Like they, I loved that band, I still do to this day. And we supported them, and they came. They didn't really come over that often, and we did a show with them. So we were chuffed to be on the bill. I'd eaten a lot before I got on stage. I'd always like, <laughs> this is going to be a great story. You know when it starts yeah, or something good, like that. It's good, good There's fun, a rule now, isn't there? There's like a... Yeah, yeah, two-hour rule. Two-hour rule now. There's yeah. a two-hour rule. Learned the lesson there. Lessons there. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, like basically, like John Tolley and, and the guys at The Peel, they'd always just, they'd just nail it. Like they'd, they'd, give, uh, they'd give us like all kinds of food. There'd be like pizza and like all kinds of snacks and stuff, like water, beer, like just a lot, like genuinely really looked after us especially in those early days when we weren't used to getting anything like that at a gig yeah and i think i just got a bit too excited really and just ate way too much pizza and just stuffed my face with anything that was available and then it's just like right let's go and play a gig and like our gigs have always been i think we sort of try and be quite energetic on stage oh you can definitely see that too and in, in all of the live stuff i was watching a bit of stuff on youtube yesterday and right. you guys definitely bring the energy for sure 
There's a lot of bouncing all... around there. Yeah. 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 It's no no good of... for pizza. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, it, it helps the crowd as well. You know, I've seen in your videos people crowd surfing and stuff. That might, oh, yeah, might not yeah. be the case if you weren't also, you know, encouraging that. Mm -hmm. totally yeah it's a two-way thing isn't it it's like you kind of feed off each other yeah ate all the food and then obviously just started <laughs> rocking out like crazy and i think i made it most of the way through the set i think it was about the last song i think we we're playing this machine and i just started being sick basically <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is like while i'm singing and so it was like the first the first bit was just first bit was a mouthful right so just like a mouthful came up and all of a sudden it's like my guitar and stuff and i literally I saw it was quite a busy gig and everybody in the front row you could literally hear over the music everyone's going oh and then took a step back and i was like oh shit this isn't good and then split second later the floodgates just opened and it was just it was oh, everywhere i was being sick all over all over the place Christ. you made it to but, the last song though you, you yeah made it to, that's that's really good going <laughs> did really well actually yeah. i mean i have to say i did i did, I did oh and I, uh, <clears throat> I and the thing is like between bursts of being sick i was just trying to sing so it'd basically be this like ping pong match of just so it's a bit like a, up a load yeah and going back to the mic <laughs> by like and by like round two when it all started coming up everyone had sort of like given up being offended by it and just started cheering so everyone was like every time I was sick so it that sounds like this very was, funny this was a like an absolute onslaught how long were you getting sick for man <laughs> that's a lot that's a lot um, a long time time to be getting sick but very yeah. funny all the same uh I, I don't know maybe three three to four minutes three minutes yeah three to four minutes a long time for vomit, not short, isn't it? <laughs> and also because it was like right at the end of the set did you do like an extra chorus too yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's go around again guys let's yeah. go around oh, again sick, sick. <laughs> <laughs> i do remember the promoter that, it was john tolly actually i remember him um coming up at the end of the gig and we we finished the last song and he just came up with like a cardboard box that was like a kind of tray and a mop and he just handed me the mop and just like, just looked at me like that. And then I basically had to like just scoop all of the sick off with the mop into the box. And he took it away from me. He told me off with his eyes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, I'm disappointed in you. It's yeah. his fault. He gave you the pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God. That's, that's, an that's one way of putting it. Yeah. So that go. was that was obviously in the JB conspiracy days. And, I, and I'm feeling like at a certain point, Duff Muffin came to an end. And was it straight into the next band, or how did that work? My, were you you were with us when we made the transition, obviously, because you. Or no, no, you, you weren't. no. So 2007 is when this machine was released. Yes. So you yeah. were you were JB Conspiracy just before then, I believe, and then yeah, towards the end of that year, that's when I joined. Um, that's it. Yeah, because we, yeah. we 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 made an album, and then. Uh, with bank, I think yeah, banquet. I think in one way or another, used to be called Gravity, and they were mm -hmm. kind of they were sort of our our manager, Mark Mark Pycroft. He was uh, he was looking after us at the time, and he was like very much tied in with the label. So it, it it it's basically the same guys that are Banquet now, and I think we called I think it was originally called Gravity, but anyway, they kind of agreed to put the record out, and they were perfectly nice about it. They, like nobody was like you have to change the name, but mm. we had a couple of like. I guess in, in the right way, just a little nudge to be like, maybe we could look at another name. That might be a good idea. Mm -hmm. um, oh, so you were, you, were, you were about to put an album out as Duff Muffin? 
Yeah, 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 totally, <laughs> totally. But I think, I think the guys at the, at the label knew like it wasn't. I it knew that I wasn't particularly into the name, and that like, nobody was particularly attached to like, it. Like wedded um, to it, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so then it, we, yeah, we just came up with a new name for that album. And and how what what's what's in the name? What's what's JB? What's this JB conspiracy? Or is that what's in itself JB? a mystery? Uh, what is this JB? What is this JB? Good question. Great uh, question. I knew it was coming. Yeah, it's um, it, it's always kind of floated around that it can be different things, but there very much is a story, isn't there? Like there is a there is a a reason. There is. So we. It I mean, sounds was, like it's it's a sad story. You guys. No, really no, 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 it's not sad. There is a story. There is uh, a story. <laughs> we regret to inform you. There was a. Um, it was when I was at uni. Me and Mai actually went to the same uni. We didn't meet yeah. at uni, but we both went to Chichester. Nice. And, uh, Great university. <clears throat> Great school. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've actually ever been to Chichester, let alone the <laughs> no, university. No. Lovely part of the world. Lovely. lovely yeah, it is. It is very I'm, nice I'm, part. Yeah, it's a great. It pretty school. much is the uni. I mean, it's it's so yeah. small. <laughs> my mum lives there now. Actually. She lives just outside Chichester. Oh, big up, Mrs. Carson. Yeah, Mrs. Mrs. Carson. We yeah. So we were at uni. In Chichester, and yeah. uh, myself and uh, my, my girlfriend at the time, we were watching a lot of daytime TV, as you do at, at uni. And one of those things was uh, Murder, She Wrote. We were watching a lot of Murder, She Wrote. Um, nice. Yeah, she was a big, big fan, actually, of uh, Murder, She Wrote. And <clears throat> so the, the, th- the thing about this is we actually used to lie. When people asked us what the JV stood for, we, we basically just used to make it up every single yeah. time just like as random. a rule yeah yeah yeah. so we'd basically if people would ask we'd just be like yeah it actually stands for jelly babies or like jim beam jim beam jim beam james brown james brown james bond Bravo. yeah any of the jameses basically or i guess yeah. pre his time john boyega of course who would later go on to star in star wars so it could have been there we go glad you explained that for me because i was thinking who's that one then who's that guy no offence, James. Hey, big up John Boyega, though. Good man. John, sorry. Uh, <laughs> totally derailed it. Sorry, yeah, totally, totally. Carry it's on, going well. I fucking derailed you there. I shouldn't, shouldn't, I shouldn't digress. Um, God, where were we? All right, so, yeah. So we used to lie about it, and it, genuinely it was quite fun because people would mm. ask and you'd just be like, oh, it means this. And we, we saw on a forum once back in the days of forums there was like a thread on some scar punk page and it was like, does anybody actually know what the JB stands for? And there were just literally just countless entries of just like, well, I actually heard it means this. And like, no, no, no. I'm pretty sure it Keeping means it Johnny a, Bravo. Like, yeah. Keeping it, it just, a, um, you know, uh, mystery was, was just fun. Anyway. So murder, she wrote, uh, Angela Lansbury's character. I don't know if you're aware. is called Jessica Fletcher and her middle name is Be- Beatrice. <laughs> this is so incredibly complex. Like this, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's bizarre. <laughs> yeah. So she, we basically then decided the JB something, and then conspiracy was like quite a cool sounding word. So we were like, yeah, the JB conspiracy. And then we kind of realised later that it actually works on a slightly different 
incredible because I don't know if you've seen Murder She Wrote, but basically wherever wherever Angela Lansbury is in that in that show, someone's getting murdered. Basically. Someone's dying. Someone's <laughs> getting killed. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a mystery about it. You know, she's yeah. gonna solve it. Yeah, oh, but she's gonna solve it every time. You you would not want to be her friend. You no. would not want to be. Like, <laughs> like, nobody's clocked it either yeah. in the show. So hold on, are you are you gonna murder me? So like. Yeah, so basically that's that is kind of the conspiracy as well that she's actually just going around murdering all these people and then kind of solving them. Um, yeah. So it kind of works on that level, but we we weren't that clever about it at the time. We just kind of realised that afterwards. That's how the the name was born. Mm-hmm. So I guess that yep. was, I mean, I guess from from the length of the explanation, you know, after <laughs> three to four months, you guys <laughs> finally settled on the JV conspiracy <laughs> and the band was born. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Oh, that's that great. Lengthy. What, 10 years later, we actually did a T-shirt with Angela Landry's face on it. <laughs> massive, it like said, full, massive full. Massive face. <laughs> that's <laughs> <laughs> JV, JV along the bottom, JV conspiracy. I think someone said they wanted to get a T-shirt out to her, but I'm, I'm not sure. Never happens. happens. Yeah. She's since been killed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. R.I.P. Angela. I think she's alive and well. Is she a big listener or? Uh, yeah, Angela, if you're listening again, please, uh, you know, give us a call, text in. Um, we've got a T-shirt here. We'll send you the T-shirt for sure, for sure. With your name on it. With your name on it. <laughs> she couldn't uh, want a gift less. <laughs> Angela Lansbury, if you're listening, here's one for you. Drop your Nice fun. We were in a band. Yes, so that was uh, part one of our interview with Matt and Mai from JB Conspiracy. Lots of tasty nuggets uh, from the band world in there, and an absolutely hilarious and brilliant first demo. Um, I just, I can't, I still can't get over it. It's so funny. Mm. Yeah, I think that it should definitely be a, a bonus track. On the <laughs> yeah, next album, yeah, definitely slot it on. Like we said, slot it on to the end, just so mm. people, you know, might start to trip out and wonder where the fuck they are or what they're doing. <laughs> it could be a good little addition, lads. Think about it. The second guest we have this week is Craig Norford, my very good friend and work colleague. Now, Craig is a, a drummer, drum teacher, just an all-round legend. He's based in Kingston, but he talks about of his time at uni and the things that he would get up to at uni whilst, you know, trying to break it through being a musician on the local circuit. And as always, it's very funny, very insightful, very adventurous. We were in a band. Uh, my first gig would... Do you know what? Okay, I, this is a bit of a confusing answer because I, I played in church in in like when I was a kid so that would probably be my first gig like doing that but I'm not sure if I'd count that because that's kind of like I went to a really small church yeah for one and the music was not great so were, were you were you into it like, like were you into it at the time were you kind of like yeah I want to be a part of the church band or was it something that like your parents are like Craig you're a drummer get in the church band no uh, yeah I was into it like I wanted to be in because they, they made like a church youth band Nice. And I played drums, so I just wanted to be. And it was one of those things where if you played an instrument, you could be in the band, regardless of the instrument. It wasn't like there, there's a band and there's arrangements and you've got to work hard or whatever. It's just like, you know, have a, have a rehearsal. 
if it makes noise, let's put you up there. Let's do it. Like, Wait, so I could uh, I could rock up with like a recorder and just absolutely <laughs> just fucking ruin ruin all of the gospel songs. Absolutely, but then, I mean, there was only maybe like fifteen kids in the church, and maybe there's like 40, 50 people in the whole church anyway. Okay. So it was it wasn't it wasn't big. It wasn't a big deal. But like, I'd probably say what I'd really count as my first gig was uh, uh, the, the band I had with my schoolmates. We started it, and it was uh, it was originally called Operation Monkey Scaffism. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we had a MySpace. It was great. I can't did you, Craig, can I just ask you, did you set up the MySpace before you set up the band or did you set up the band before the MySpace? Because a lot of people did that at our school. They set up MySpace before they'd even had a rehearsal. What came first? The chicken or the I egg? Think, I think the band came first because we realised there was a nice. few of us that like played a bit. And it, I think it's because one of our mates was a really good guitarist and everyone else was kind of like, yeah, we can work with that. Okay. So it's like... You know, someone wants to do a bit of singing. I played drums because my brother had a drum kit. So I was like, yeah. And they were all into metal. And I'd never really listened to metal. I was like, fuck it. I'll have a go at that. So we got this, like, metal band together. I say, you know, loose. (laughs) It's a band intention. The intention was there. Let's put it that way. It wasn't. And we were definitely being carried by this guitarist. Like, he was great. He was really good. He was one of, like, those grade 8, 14-year-old guitarists. Oh, yeah. so we were we were doing that we were doing like 36 crazy fist covers or adjacent I'd, i mean i wouldn't i'd hate to go back and see what we were playing because i bet it was like awful oh i wish we could man is, is there any evidence is on there, YouTube yeah is there anything that exists we've got to hear it uh i don't think so there's there's pictures there's a picture oh, okay well whilst we're whilst we're chatting i'm gonna see if i can find the a picture of us on Facebook. It's on. It's actually it's on my Facebook. But um, yeah, so we've got this little band together, and we're doing like, you know, thirty-six covers and then whatever, or at least doing our best job of it. And then eventually, one of we did this, you know, rehearsing every Saturday for two years, like you do, not getting any better in that time. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive in itself. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, and uh, we. Eventually, somebody had a birthday and they rented out. <laughs> rented out a hall, and it and it was like obviously anyone in our in our group, you know, and the extended groups that sort of latch on who yeah. had a band played. So it was like three bands on this night, and uh, and we played we played, and it was like shite. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were on first. Nice. Warm them up. Warm them up, Craig and the boys. Get them warm. I really want to say we were on first. First or second. And, like, I remember just thinking as I was playing, I was like, this is really bad. (laughs) It's incredible to have that amount of self-awareness when you're actually living it. Yeah. It was almost like I was watching... My stuff, you know, like you know, when people talk about like car crashes, like an out of body experience, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> an out-of-body experience. <laughs> and like, I remember, like, afterwards, I was talking to like my 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 oldest friend, she she was there for the thing, and uh, and the other bands on, and she was just like, Yeah, the other drummers they just seem a bit more professional than you, and I was like, Wow. That's- <laughs> Like, I know it, you don't need to say it, but, you know, we're all like 16 and whatever, but I'm just like, wow, wow, that really, 
that I remember on the actually I still remember how that felt to hear like oh I knew God. it but to hear it hear it hurts but it was like at the same time the camaraderie of it all like we all went out it was the first gig we ever did we all did it together it was a good laugh a bit of underage drinking and all that but like that was like the most important thing and I don't think we ever did another gig to be honest I think really that was the one the, that was the one and only yeah as, as far as I remember well, how did that band? What was I've forgotten the name already. Sorry, Craig. It is, it's, um... The band actually changed its name. It was originally oh. Operation Monkey Scathism, and there's, That's a defin- it. there's a definition to that. I'll Google it in a second. Um, but we changed the name to the Deadlights when we decided to be more nice, understandable, and oh, okay. weird teenagers. But um, like, how, uh, how did it end? To be honest, I don't think it ever officially ended. I just think we, we went to uni. It never does. <laughs> it never does officially end. This it is never what you. <laughs> I think, what happened? No, I, I, at the end of year 11, I went to art college and the other guys, I think most of the other guys stayed on to do A-levels at my school. So uh, we just sort of fell out of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. When you have that change from like, Jeez, like your parents don't want to take you anywhere anymore. And <laughs> just all these things stop being options. Like getting my mum to drive me into the rehearsal studio for a Saturday. Yeah, she, she's going to be less, especially like loading drums up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. man. That's yeah, the thing. Shout out to the parents of kids who play yeah. drums or in bands. Because I remember I used to get endless lifts from my gaff to Jack's like every weekend, twice a day yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Where were you based? Uh, I grew up in Plymouth, so I don't know if you know that is, but it's right on the right on the south coast. Nice, yeah. Mm-hmm. Green Army. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He knows. He knows. Um, to be honest, I really don't like. I don't know. My memory's a bit bad. I don't remember what it's called. I remember I could take you there. I could drive you there right now. Yeah, it was just like your classic grotty. You know, it is, and it looked like it was a house, like in a terraced row of houses. Yeah. But it just just kept going back and back. Like there was maybe like six or seven rehearsal rooms on the ground floor and then there's a few more upstairs and like the same thing like you you meet bands all the time sometimes people just like walk into your room and you're like we're all like under 16 like what are you doing here Um, (laughs) this is now a safeguarding issue (laughs) (laughs) yeah I remember like this this, I can't even remember the, the guy's name but one day this dude came in and like I think it's an exception to my snare because I didn't know how to tune a snare drum. I didn't know like how to make drums sound good. And maybe he knew some. I can't remember. Maybe maybe he knew someone or something. But he came in and we and we were playing. And he was like, "Dude, like you need to tune up your snare." And I was like, "I don't even know." So he showed me like just the basics of tuning up a snare. And was just like, "Look, just crank it, get that tight sound." And I was just like that. But I think that's the magic of like rehearsal rooms. Yeah, Especially definitely. Back in the day, You'd have to go to the desk. There's no soundproofing. You can hear all the other bands all the time. And, you, you know, you just pop your head in. You're like, oh, that sounds really cool. Can I listen? And all that. Like, I think, and Rona is destroying that right now. What springs to mind? Worst gigs or gig? Oh, I'd have to, maybe there's two. I'd have to say the, my worst ever playing. I'll tell you about my worst ever playing. But first I'll tell you about, um, I think, the most upset I've ever left a gig. <laughs> This is gonna be great. And it was. <laughs> I was. I was playing in this in a, in a band, and actually, actually, it was I, I, a drummer that I knew was like they needed a bass player for a band that he he joined, and I I play bass as well, and I sort of 
and I played bass in another band with him. And he was like, oh, we need a bass player for this band, join. So I joined this, I joined playing, well, playing for this artist. And literally like two weeks later, he got signed by Sony. So, oh. and I was like, oh, cause I kind of joined thinking I was in, I think it was in my final, final year or second year of uni. And I was like, oh, this will be something just to, you know, bob around the Midlands and do a couple of gigs, you know, here and there. Yeah. And then it turned yeah. into like, two years of the most intense gigging I've done in my life. They weren't necessarily good gigs, they were, but they were, they were like three or four gigs a week, every week. Um, oh my God. And we did, we did some really cool stuff, but one of, the, one of these gigs, we did a, few, a series of gigs for Love, Music, Hate, Racism. Um, and one of these gigs, it was at some conference center in London. And like we'd all get, he bought, when he got his money from, the, from, the, from Sony, he bought a van, like sprayed his name up with it. And uh, so we'd all have to like meet in at, at the studio that his manager owned and then get in the van, London, do it, do whatever the gig was. Often these gigs would be like three tracks. So we'd be driving to London to play three songs and drive home. And that's Plymouth still that you were living in? Oh, I was living in Derby. I went... I was, oh, okay, I was cool. So you're in the Midlands. So at, no, yeah. At, at Derby Uni. Um, and then this, this gig... I, I swear to God, I just thought they talked me out of bringing a bass amp for some reason. Wait, um, wait, wait. Like, <laughs> <laughs> even though there's a like, van. Yeah, we had a van, but they, they were like, "Yeah, it's fine. We could just plug you straight into the PA. It's all good." I, um, I would, I was, I used to play bass, and I would wouldn't have been having that. I used to hate that shit when they did that. Couldn't hear uh, myself. I don't, I, I can't remember why. It might have been to do with like it got to a point. There was originally four of us, and then there was backing singers, and then and then every now and again people would bring friends and stuff. So, like equipment space went from being oh there's loads of space to being like there's not actually not that much space. <laughs> and now you so, can't bring a bass amp, which is arguably a key tool. <laughs> yeah. So, so whatever, for whatever reason, on this gig they're like, don't bring the bass amp. We drive down to London. We get to this place and it's it's not a gig venue, it's a conference centre and we're entertainment for some like love music, hate racism conference. So there's speakers and stuff like that and they got us to do some entertainment. Yeah. But what they didn't discuss or tell us before we got there was that we weren't allowed to touch the PA system. We right. weren't allowed to plug anything into the PA system. We weren't allowed to do anything. All they would do is give us microphones. But we didn't know this until we got to the venue. <laughs> so, that'd be great and I'm like and and, I, I, when, and when you think about it you've got well like the set was an acoustic guitarist a drummer a bass player singer and either one or two backing singers depending on the gig and drummer he can play without without anything <laughs> no worries even you can put a mic on a, an acoustic guitar absolutely singer can have a mic Sure. Me with my electric bass, I was like, <laughs> what am I doing here? Why was this not just like, don't you have a tech spec before, before you book the gig? Do you not say, we're a band, we need to, we just need to make sure this is exactly what we need or whatever. Um, and then they ended up giving me an acoustic guitar, right? <laughs> to play. Biking up this acoustic guitar. And I was like, I was so angry by this point in time. I was like, the what there is no point in me playing an acoustic guitar on this gig 
but somehow I ended up getting like talked and sort of like 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 nudged into doing this. And I'm sat on stage with this acoustic guitar with a like a SM57, probably a 58 to be honest, <laughs> like playing bass lives with my thumb. <laughs> You're plucking. Oh my god, that's great. I'm thinking, well, how did my life get to this point? Like, I've never. I don't think I've ever felt lower. Anyway, I'm I'm there and I'm on stage and and. You know, like that meme where the Joker's putting putting the, the lipstick on. Yeah, like dead behind the, the eyes, and that little tears going down. <laughs> <laughs> that was literally like as each second went by, I was just like, "This is now." I'm sat on stage. I can't can't get off stage. Yeah, and you're plucking and, away the bass lines on a six string. <laughs> That's great. Oh, dude! And is I that said, the longest three songs of your life? Bro, I don't. I can't, it's so hard to to really explain how low I felt, and like I was so angry. <laughs> after, you know when you're radiating anger and everyone's just giving you a wide berth. Everyone's yeah. just like, I can't even. They know I can't. I can't talk right now. And I've got. I've got to like talk to people because naturally, like people come to you. Oh, that was so good, and I just want to be like, no, it fucking wasn't. <laughs> Don't, don't look me in the eye and lie to me like that. This is no way to start a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, and so you've got to do all that schmoozy stuff and talk to people from the from the venue who organise a gig. You have to be, thank you so much for having me, even though you mugged me off yeah. so much. And then I got in the van on the way back and I was really angry at the manager. Realistically speaking, it wasn't his fault. But like at the time, I was so angry at him because I felt like like this is this is the conversation you should be having before you book a gig. Yeah, well, it makes fun. sense, doesn't it? Like yeah. you kind of feel like there's a little bit of blame on his doorstep when he's like yeah. not knowing it's, about it, this. It's a rare circumstance when you book a band, but at the time I just couldn't see that, and I was just, I was just so, I was so mad. And the whole way back, I just didn't talk to anyone. Curled up in a little like ball, tried to sleep just to calm myself. It was, oh man, it was, it was dire. But character building, like, and like any time I do a gig now, and I, and I don't like the situation. It's just not as bad as that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everything will everything is built on it. It's gotten better yeah. over the time. Yeah, like you turn up, the situation's not right. It taught me if I'm gonna go somewhere, bring my equipment. Like yeah. you know, if I want to have something, bring it. If I don't have it, buy it. Because if you turn up somewhere and they and they don't have it, it's, it's on you. It's realistically, at the mm. end of the day, that was on me. Yeah. I didn't bring a base out, you know. So, but yeah, that was definitely the worst. It's better to be looking at it than looking for it. That's what someone always says to me. I'm not going to lie to you. My dad has said that to me my whole life. It's very strange <laughs> to hear that from you, Jack. I feel like, are you my dad? Yeah, this is a Star Wars moment now. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Now we're breaking it. World exclusive. Father and son, Jack and Craig, release album together. <laughs> Mate, that's when we do a joint album, it's going to be called Father and Son. That's it. That's it. I'm calling it now, right here. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. Oh, I suppose, like, my worst ever playing, and I'm not, I, I'm not aware of this, but I'm judging by the audience's reaction. I'm not judging by what I perceived at the time, because I used to, when I was at uni, I, I, met, I used to go to this jam night, and I... Like I was when I was thinking about this, these questions, I was thinking, oh, worst, like worst venue or whatever. And I was thinking, 
I, I love all the all the horrible little dive venues. I love them. I love them so yeah. much. It's so much fun. Yeah, and it's like the communities that you have there and all that stuff. I absolutely love these places. So, um, and like the broken drum kits, and then you're like, oh, I can't play on this drum kit. But then you see like a drummer step up, and you're like, oh, oh, I got no excuse. Like yeah. all those moments, I think they really build you up as a musician. Um, but so the, the one we had in in Derby was called Ryan's Bar, little Irish Irish bar. They had a jam night on a Sunday night, and they had an open mic on a Wednesday night. And this was like, this this was Derby's music scene. It's a small, small, small place. Yeah. So it's all the music <laughs> pretty much resolved around this venue. And I, at that that jam night, I'd met this guy called Harry. Um, Harry smoked a lot of weed, um, <laughs> and oh he, boy. he'd come around my my house and we'd like jam some songs and stuff, and then we'd go down. And I I've never really been into smoking weed just because it makes me fall asleep. But every now and then, I get delusions of grandeur, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm a cool musician. I can do this. Yeah, man. <laughs> and one Wednesday, Harry was round at my place, and I was like, Yeah, man, let me have a bit of that. And I swear to God, I, I would. I swear on my life, I had no more than three totes on this joint, and my whole life got turned upside down. Like, <laughs> I mean, did you take like? Were you taking jazz hits of it? Like, absolutely ripping the bifter. I mean, I, I do think so. I've got. I'm so inexperienced with with weed. I don't even. I couldn't tell you whether I went hard or not. Like all I know is, I had I had three tokes on this spliff, and my whole perception of the world changed. Like I've smoked a bit of weed here and there, and it's Fucking never happened out. to me before since. Are you sure it wasn't like DMT or something crazy? <laughs> it, crazy I, shit. I, Whatever was going on, Harry never admitted there was anything he'd miss. And, and we were like, we went out into my little garden, smoked a bit, jammed a little bit more, and then we started walking into town. And when we started walking into town and the fresh air, it all started hitting me. And oh, you know, man. I don't know if you've ever been this high, but we're, we're walking down the road and then I'm in town, but I don't remember any of the journey. Oh, boy. It was a bit like, have you seen Limitless? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And we're like, and and what I didn't really account for is that I worked in a bar in, in town, so I planned to, like, have Harry around, go down to the open mic, do a little 10, 15-minute set with Harry, yeah. then yeah. go to work. Oh, shit. You weren't even... I thought you could say, then stop by the bar for a couple of drinks. No, <laughs> you're, like... You're working. We, we just went into the bar, because, I like, say I started... It was a, I worked in a club, so I'd start work at, like, 10 p.m. Nice. So, at, like, 6 o'clock, when I'm thinking oh, yeah, I'll have a few takes of this spliff and it'll be fine by, by 10, whatever. Cool. Go get, get, in, get into town. We're in, we're in the thing. We've signed up. And, I, like, my friends are there. And I'm really struggling. Everything is moving so slowly. And then I become aware that I've not been aware of anything for, like, 10 minutes. <laughs> People, like, it's sort of, like, <laughs> yeah. Craig, Craig. <laughs> yeah. It would be like that. And then, and then they called our names. To, to go up and play and we get up and play <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> and i can't i can't tell you i can't i honestly couldn't give you any kind of real recollection of like how it went but i can tell you the applause was like 
<laughs> it was the low clap I've ever seen. What? What were you? Play, were you playing covers or were you playing your own stuff? I'm pretty sure we were playing covers. We used to play like um, that. Fell in love with a girl. That that like we used to like Paolo Nutini songs and stuff. Like, literally just drums and guitar, and he would play guitar and sing. And I'd be playing drums. And and oh man, I asked a friend about it, and he was like. It was like you guys never figured out how to play in with each other. It's like, like you started out, and then, and then one of you would slow down, and the other one would speed up. Oh my god! And you try and get back in, and you'd swap back to like, and you just never through the whole song, never played in time. Oh man, that is so it's almost like going back to the you know your very first gig. It was like you going full circle, oh, full dude. cycle, full circle. Yeah, the only thing I can say is that I was like, I was so high that <laughs> I was just unaware of like if I if I did that and I was sober, I'd be so awkward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like being so high, I was just kind of like, oh, <laughs> that's life, isn't it? I like to think of it as like the last thing you remember being cognizant for is being in your garden. Like, yeah, sure, I'll have a toke, and then you come back I'm... around behind the trump kit. Like, what the <laughs> fuck am I doing here? <laughs> Honestly, my memory of it is like that. It's like, yeah, fuck it, I'll have a little, and then I'm in town, and then I'm sat in the venue, and then I'm at the drums, and then I'm, and then there's this weird vibe in the room. And then it's I'm walking of, to work. It's kind of like the film Click, where like you wake up and your wife's like, I'm leaving you. And you're like, oh, what the fuck's happened? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. literally, literally, that was me. And I was, I didn't, like, I think it was the biggest turn off to ever doing drugs, to be honest, because I, I enjoy playing. I think that night sure. I definitely didn't enjoy playing. But um, it was, I oh, just think about, like, going to work was stressful. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in like, oh. was it like a, a a dance club, like a nightclub, a dance club? What fucking age was it? Was it a discotheque? Okay, boomer. <laughs> yeah, was it one of these teen dance clubs? <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck am I? It's been so long since I went outside. I don't know what clubs are anymore. Yeah. Oh my god. No, it was like because like you were on a club bar. Speed is absolutely everything. And <laughs> wait, you were on speed now. <laughs> <laughs> just got there. No, no, like, like you just you get you get. I got to work. It's me and there's one other girl working. One other girl. One girl. Um, and I was just like, I felt like I was going as fast as a human could, and she was literally shouting at me. She was like, "Can you hurry the fuck up?" Oh, and I'm like where is this coming from? Like, I'm like, <laughs> but I can't, I'm wading through treacle here. Yeah. And this, is, this is not, this, and I'm trying to understand what customers are saying to me. And it must've taken me until about, you know, 11 PM to, to get, to start to feel normal again. It was, it was just, it was just, I don't know. I, but I've never, like, like I said, I've smoked weed on a few occasions and, I've never felt like that before yeah. since. That's crazy, <laughs> just, man. That's a great story. Like, <laughs> like I love that. Absolutely killed it at the open mic. On to work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Craig, you're having a good day. day for Craig. <laughs> exactly, yeah. 
<laughs> nice one, Craig. <laughs> oh, God. Someone's knocking on the door like, you've been in there for an hour, man. What the fuck are you doing in there? <laughs> it's a joke. Honestly, it's when your non-musician friends say something to you, you know it went wrong. Like... <laughs> There's one other little weird situation, I suppose, that with the band, the guy that was signed, I was playing with him and I was playing with another guy at the same time. Me and the drummer played for both of them. And this other guy was a hip-hop... Hip, he was into the hippity-happity music. <laughs> he was a rapper. Nice. Um, he went... Who's, who, um, he was just... He was, I mean, he's a cool dude. His music was great. Um, but the manager of the, the, the guy that was signed decided to organise... He, he managed to get funding to bring urban music to places that would never normally experience it. Okay. And... Whoever in government signed this off, <laughs> I feel like it was, I don't know whether it was genius or criminal because we, what, what they were doing is they had this, Jamie was a soul singer and um, the, the rapper's Def, Defcon 1. It doesn't go by that name anymore, actually, um, but really good. Um, and it was R2 bands, maybe, and, and then some guest artists here and there would come and do it. And it was like a tour of all the small little villages around the Midlands. So we were going to like Belper, Cromford, Mac <laughs> like Worksworth, like <laughs> anywhere where your cousin might be your sister and your uncle. Yeah. Like, go in there. <laughs> I've safely I've not heard of any of those places. Yeah. I was gonna say like, that. I've never fucking heard of any of those places. Like whatever wherever you live, think of the little village where you go, everyone there's bloody inbred. Like we went to all of that's that's this whole this whole tour was all of those. We got paid for it all as well, which was deep. Not not much, but we got paid for it all. And um, was this a government funded tour? I think so. Yeah, because it was it was <laughs> like fuck? like the manager was very savvy. He he did some stuff with with education as well. So he he'd like see opportunities to do certain things, and he did this again, and he got a Grammy. Grammy award-winning artist to do it um, later on. And I just... So the first time was was us, like, local people. Yeah. Um, and it was just so surreal because you'd end up in a pub with, like, four people in it and you're talking, like, four old people who've probably never left the village. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're turning up with, like... Be, like four or five black guys and then we had an Indian girl in the band and none of us are like like the rapper is tall like really tall tattoos <laughs> beanie hat Stinger's got a big afro and loading all this gear in <laughs> and he's like He's got this like gruff voice, so he's rapping. He's like, "Yo, yo, it's the story of my life." <laughs> right. And like, you're looking at Granny at the back, and she's walking. She's loving life. Like, that's Granny, like, <laughs> oh man. And then like the start, like the soul singer, he would he'd be he'd just start off singing sexual healing, it just a cappella. He just walks up to the mic, he's like, "Baby," and you're like, "Dude, Granny, Granny needs a wet floor side." You just slap. <laughs> So the response was good then. It was a positive yeah, response. Like, it was. It's. It, I'd say it's weird because you go there with an expectation, and you're like <laughs> looking, but you have so much fun because the people that you thought wouldn't appreciate it, yeah, 
are absolutely loving it. They're like having so much fun. And it's four people, but the, the vibes you're getting, you're getting better vibes from, from, you know, Granny and Jerry who lives at the pub, you know, <laughs> and, and than you do in a room full of 20 year olds who yeah. are like, oh yeah, I listen to music every day. Do you know what I mean? I listen, you know, I listen to my favorite bands on Spotify. Like the, the older people, they just, they appreciate it on, on such a deeper level. And they'll come up to you and they'll, they'll start talking to you about, about the song they've never heard before but they really liked and it's like hip hop and you're thinking what what happened what just happened here yeah like, I'd probably say this is like the funniest heckle that I've ever had in my in my opinion this is the funniest heckle that I've ever had and we were playing again me and my ex-girlfriend we had a duo so it'd be drums and keys and she would sing as well um and we were playing it was like a lunchtime on a Sunday in a restaurant um just like cool chill set and this guy was just like angry he's like i don't like it i don't like it <laughs> and we're like okay oh well, you got any songs in mind that you want us to play oh god we... the dialogue mid-set with an angry fan <laughs> yeah he's he's not having it and he's like do you know any guns and roses and we <laughs> all our stuff is it's all like cool like chilled jazzy covers of songs and yeah. we've done a cover of um of sweet child of mine of course so and and we were like so the guy was like got any guns and roses bear in mind i just like to just and in my head on on reflection i'm thinking i don't know how he didn't manage his own expectations here because there's a drum kit and there's a piano and there's a there's a singer with like the jazziest voice you've ever heard <laughs> yeah and and she uh, and so we're like, oh yeah, yeah, we'll play you. You know, you're still trying to be nice and whatnot. We'll, we'll play, uh, play "Sweet Child of Mine" for you, and we play it. And it gets to the end of it, and I'm like, did you like that? And he's like, there's no guitars, didn't like it, and just gets up and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Wait up, mate! Slash is coming in in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so, at what point did you expect guitars? <laughs> There's like smoke. There's like like the smoke machine starts and out of the floor rises. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's eating their dinner. Like what the fuck? Is that? <laughs> at least he left. He got out. He did everyone a favor. Oh, he was so mad at us. He was so like the indignance. Like this isn't music. I was like, okay. Oh. I love when people have such strong opinions about shit like that. It's like, this, it's like this is your life. You've made a choice to come in here, man. You don't. You do not have to stay. Like, do yeah. do. You could go anywhere you wanted to go. Like, it's yeah. fine. Everything's fine. Guns and Roses are still touring. You could even go see them if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah. We were in a band. So that was our interview with the one and only Craig Norford. Craig, thank you for your time. Thank you for your stories. Thank you for going to uni. Thank you for trying that joint. It's yeah, it's made for great listening. There's nothing better than hearing uh, a high gone wrong story like that, especially when it involves a live performance. So yeah, Craig, we appreciate you sharing with that uh, that with us, mate. It was excellent. It was it was top draw. That's the kind of stuff that we do the podcast for. So thanks, man. Love you. Okay, so now it is back to our interview with Matt and Mai of the JB Conspiracy. We were in a band. So from then, changing from Duff Muffin to JB Conspiracy and getting that first album out, you sort of 
loads more gigging started to happen and plenty more touring where's the furthest field that uh you've been where where's where's the jb conspiracy taken you it's got to be somewhere in europe i mean i, I wish i knew geography better but <laughs> czech republic further away than slovenia i think actually slovenia might be just south slovenia just south of that yeah we did we, we did a tour uh, around europe uh, i think that was with uh, pa box and that was yeah, that was that was as far south we went. That was great. That's really mm. cool. So you guys, you guys did proper. I mean, looking at the live videos on YouTube, you've done you've done a lot of shows abroad. Um, yeah, I think it was probably just after six months of, of me joining, we probably got the first um, <clears throat> Belgium show, and yeah. then it sort of like kicked on from there. Like just having the contacts out there and 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 meeting the people. Um, yeah, we just got more and more shows around Europe from there. And how was that? Did you ever? What was the sort of longest tour that you guys got booked on? There must be some pretty, uh, must be some pretty hairy boy stories from those tours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> boy. I think yeah. the longest um, was Real Big Fish. That was a month. It was. It was lengthy. It was like we were talking about it earlier. Actually, it was. It's kind of. It was definitely like some of the best shows we've ever ever had. Like yeah. hands down. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was all three. It was, it was like two weeks in the UK and then two weeks out in Europe um and like super super good fun um but there were times it was a super cold winter in in europe and we were like there were times where we were having to like sleep in the van and stuff because we had no money at all at the time yeah still don't um but we (laughs) (laughs) when we're talking about like back in those (laughs) yeah and actually just for just for all the listeners matt is sitting on a crystal throne (laughs) (laughs) here in the south of france (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, diamond microphone and uh... (laughs) yeah in one word palatial is his backdrop but uh... (laughs) like there were like so many highs on that tour and like some of it and like you know just just chatting to to like aaron from from real big fish uh he he actually i think i think somebody told me at some point he had, he had been like given a few english bands to choose um and i'm, I'm guessing he probably gets gets involved a bit and I, I think that particular time he decided to choose us and i was like oh it's awesome that's, so cool. that's rad the way they are on stage you think yeah, if these lot aren't like nice people outside of this then this is <laughs> yeah, would be terrible yeah yeah, like, yeah. sort of comes through isn't it yeah, yeah, and like Tom, uh, Tom Ames, their tour manager, tour manager, is yeah, he, one of the nicest legend. human beings to walk the earth. Yeah, had our back absolutely every night of that tour. Really nice guy. Yeah, really nice. Yeah. And we had so to... just didn't want to put you in a hotel. He just still made you sleep. <laughs> <in the van. laughs> yeah, yeah, nice, we won't nice hold that guy. against him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nice but, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess that because that was that was the thing. Like we had, I was talking to Mai about it earlier. We because we, we went through the questions uh, that you guys maybe might have been bearing in mind for yeah. to chat about today and uh one of them i think was something about a, a tour something about tour anyway tragic tragic tour story, tragic yes. tour story. Tragic tour story. yeah yeah and maybe it's not tragic but we, i remember <laughs> there was we were playing uh somewhere in germany uh, yeah might have been like hamburg or something and it was like it was so cold and there was like so much snow on the ground i think it got to like minus minus eight or nine it was definitely oh, hitting m- minus yeah. 10 at one point and Shit. i think some of the shows we'd had in europe had been really lucky and we got hotel rooms but i just mm. think maybe that was potentially it was a bit cheaper to get hotel rooms out there for a bunch of people but yeah that particular night we had nowhere to go 
nowhere to yeah. sleep apart from outside the venue and the venue was freezing cold as well it was like one of those <laughs> kind of like open plan um squat type looking venues and yeah. so we were freezing throughout the show as well and then so we yeah. no respite from the cold at all exactly no, absolutely no. nothing and then yeah and then we had to stay in the van that night and we were just watching our breath you know <laughs> going yeah. on the roof of the van and we i think we actually spoke to the promoter and we were like look is can we is because this place was like germany's got some really cool venues where mm. you're like they'll just be like on an industrial estate and it like used to be a factory and it's yeah. in the middle of nowhere and it looks really cool but there's just nothing around at all so we because otherwise i think we probably would have just spent our cash and just just tried to stay in a cheap hotel somewhere but we were literally in the middle of nowhere so we, I think we went to the promoter and we were like, is there any chance at all we can just, just keep on the floor of the venue or like on the stage or something? Because it was like, it was that bad. Holy shit. And he just, he was like, oh, guys, I'm so sorry. And he basically closed the doors and we got in the van. And then like about 10 minutes later, we just had this knock on the on the window. And he just turns out with like a big bottle of vodka and a big yeah. bottle of whiskey. <laughs> and just like, this is all I got. But This will, yeah, this will help you that. sleep. Yeah, this will yeah. help you sleep. Guys. Yeah, you've got to thank him for that. That's. I mean, to be fair, like it sounds like he he was trying his best there. Like you know, yeah. if, you, if you can't sleep inside, then just try and knock you guys the fuck out. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And hope you make it through the night. Exactly. <laughs> but it was a great tour. It was it was awesome. Just before we go on to to kind of talk about the last little bits, uh, do you guys want to play like a fun little game that I made? Yeah, always up for games. Absolutely. And, you know, for everyone listening, this has uh, pretty much nothing to do with you guys or music in any way, but mm-hmm. um, I've done a fun game. And the game is, uh, guess who Guess who this is complaining? <laughs> That's <good>. <laughs> <laughs> great already. Basically, what I've done is I've found a YouTube clip and I've just cut it up into some choice moments. Um, nice. And I'm just going to play various things, uh, and it's one sort of conversation happening, and see if you can guess who it is. And Jack, I feel like you might know who it is, like the second you hear it, because of you know what I like. So we'll, sure. give, we'll give the lads preference, but um, have a have a. Is there any options? Is it can you know a is it an answer A, B, or C, or have we just got to guess it straight up? I think you might get it. That's Are there any thing. like? categories we can do like <laughs> sports <laughs> complainers <laughs> I, I, I want you to hear the first clip first okay. and if you need any clues i'll then drop in some clues but i feel like uh you know you used to watch murder she wrote so i feel like this is kind of, <laughs> this might be in your guys wheelhouse okay All right, cool have a have, a, have <clears throat> a taste of this the old slapper was getting past it losing her looks Needed someone with a bit of dosh. Is that Barry from EastEnders? <laughs> oh, I was going to go EastEnders. Is it, was it Barry? It is Barry from EastEnders. Well, Barry. Oh, yeah. yes. Spot on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you want to hear another one? Yeah, of course. Keep also, first, because I didn't think you'd get it that quickly, and Jack, I fucking knew you'd get it <laughs> instantly. <laughs> um, I'll play you the bit at the end, which is quite funny, because he gets more and more upset, and it's, uh, it's, it's quite funny. Oh. Sorry, I let it go over into a dot cotton sample at the end. <laughs> I yeah. think don't I think Treehouse Fire have uh, they've met him. They've met Barry. Oh they've man. got photos with Barry. No way. Yeah. Well, Sam didn't say about that. Well, we didn't have this game then, actually, so no, we're going to have to no. get back on. Oh, yeah. God. I got. Uh, I tell you what, I have to say, if we could do anything with this podcast, with this show, 
Mm. Having um, having Mr. Sean. What's his second name? Sean. I don't know. No, Sean, Sean from Barry. Sure. Well, having Barry from EastEnders on the show would be a dream come true for me. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, I don't yeah, know absolutely. How you but that was Barry from EastEnders. Um, and I'll <laughs> let's see if you can guess uh, guess what what show is this from? It's a classic. No, Brian. The cock's optional. All you have to do is strap it down, whack the tarpaulin over, and hey, presto! Sammy Snake. <laughs> <laughs> Phoenix Knights. Yeah, it's got to be. Oh, it is. Nice. It is indeed. <laughs> it's the famous Cox optional scene from Phoenix Knights. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> I love that. Anyway, thanks for playing that game with us, lads. Uh, we'll game. go back to Great the game. interview. Great game. Great game. Is, that, is that it? <laughs> just two rounds. <laughs> to be honest, I have more, but it's all just bullshit. Like it's absolutely, right, right, it's total crap. You're in charge of this game, Finn. It's total crap. That was the game. Um... <laughs> it's total crap. <laughs> Thanks a lot for playing. I'm sorry, Jack. Absolutely, absolutely beat everyone to the answers as I knew he yeah. would. To be fair. Oh. Jesus, that was great. I love a little um, aside from the main, mm. the main conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, keep it fresh. <laughs> You've been a band for a really long time. Like in this, like as the JB Conspiracy, you've been a band for a really long time. You're still like chuffed with each other. You're still making good music. You're still happy. Yeah, absolutely. Legend. Legend. This is actually, it's been really nice. I mean, this has been the lineup. What would you, what would you say, Lang, since like, since just before this machine tour? So a good three, four years of this consistent lineup. And yeah everyone's a, a legend so that's true we were, chatting about it. we were chatting about it at the at the studio sessions that we did uh end of the summer to finish the the new album like mm. i think one of the reasons that we are just still around <laughs> kicking about after all these years is just the fact like we just get on and we always have and it's just mm. like it's just like a big mates club that kind of keeps extending when new members sort of come and go but like yeah yeah, everyone's super nice. Um, we just we just get on and and just really enjoy it. So, there's, yeah, there's there's no real reason for us to stop doing it because no. it's fun. <laughs> um, yeah, you can't argue with that. Yeah, if you're having a good time and you you know you're getting booked to play shows and everybody is cool, mm. yeah, that's 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 all the secret ingredients, you know. Obviously, it's nice when people respond uh, to what you're doing in a in a positive way and stuff. That's that's definitely cool. But <clears throat> genuinely, I think the the motivation for it always has just been slightly selfish, and it's it's kind of for us. Like we just you know we just enjoy doing it. So it's um yeah, it's 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 really nice really? to have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. That's cool. And you that's must have built up you've built up a pretty a pretty decent fan base over the years as well. Have you got any any notable? absolute diehard fans well i can think of one person who gets a shout out and that's steve streetlight steve um <laughs> yes steve Big i, up I do know, steve. i do know his surname but i'm, I'm going with streetlight steve because he'll prefer that nice um, sort of guy that's been to every show he's one of them for sure like he's to, i mean we've done a lot of shows we've been around a long time and uh yeah so i wouldn't expect anybody to be at all of them but uh yeah and there's there's got to be way more than than steve in there to be fair I'm probably doing people an injustice here but yeah um i don't know can you think of anybody else my um definitely steve um i can't really think of it he, there's a lot of people when we head to bristol seem to get sort of similar crowds yeah i feel like there's yeah, gonna yeah. be a good vibe for scar music down in bristol oh bristol oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 always like, oh, it's always a good show down in bristol yeah. up the west yeah. yeah 
yeah, yeah, yeah. There are some really funny old videos on YouTube. I came across one the other day, Lank, where I, I think, is it, is it Ed's playing guitar and you're not playing guitar? You're just singing. Ed? Um, Ed from... <laughs> Who's Ed? Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Not... Genuinely. I know, I know a lot of Ed's, but... Uh... And not Ed. Who was the guitarist in Mr. Kamikaze? Um... Oh, that would have been Rich or Rich, Fuzz. yeah, Rich. Rich. It, it, it looked like it was Rich playing guitar. Um... For JB? Yeah, for JB, it's got it's got Robin on bass, and you, yeah, you you don't have a guitar for some reason. You're just... I know exactly why that is. Actually, I I know I remember that gig. We were supporting MU three thirty in oh, cool. Bournemouth, I think, and uh, I broke I broke two fingers in my hand like just oh, a few shit. days before the show. <laughs> and so, how? Yeah. Tell us how. Uh, well, that's that's actually an embarrassing story because. Here we go. <laughs> that's why we. That's why we take this record route. again. Yeah. I was, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm like I'm an angry human being. I'm a fairly mellow human being. Oh, you're but, very mild mannered, oh. and that's what I love about you, Matt. You're a super well, thank chill you, guy. Thank you, Finn. And I'm going to surprise you now because I punched a wardrobe. <laughs> I, uh, he deserved yeah. it. Hey, everyone yeah, it hates IKEA, right? What a nightmare going around. Yeah, it's it going to be funny. <laughs> just, uh, I don't know why it was. It, it, also, while I was at uni, and I remember just being really pissed off and very young and uh, probably a bit stupid, and I just lashed out and I punched the wardrobe, which uh, was stupid because I broke my knuckles. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, yeah, really, really stupid. And, um, so yeah, soon after that, I was just like, okay, guys, well, and it was it was again with another band that we, you know, were probably quite important in in uh, the forming of the band and stuff, like big influence on us, and we were just like, we we can't not play the show, so we gave our mates blame it when Ed a call, and we we're like, can you come and come and cover? So mm. I just I just did Mike for that, and it was super fun actually. I'd, I'd love to do that again sometime. Yeah, did you find it took the pressure off a bit not having to to do both, sing and sing and playing guitar because you're the only yeah. guitarist in the band, right? Yeah, and I'm a yeah. really bad guitarist as well. I'll be the first to admit that. I'm <laughs> That's terrible. not true. That's not. True. I, well, I appreciate that, Mike, but I, I yeah, I, I'm not. I'm really not the best guitarist in the world. But and that's all right. I, I've, <laughs> I live with that. But uh, it, was, it was just super fun just to sing and just to kind of uh, you know, like I say, we've always been quite a sort of high energy band. So it was quite nice to just focus on just just going going big with the moves and uh, and singing. So I'd, I'd love to try it again sometime. Where can people find you? Where's the best place to find the JB Conspiracy? We're a bit more active on the socials these days. Um, so we're on Facebook. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's just facebook.com forward slash the JB Conspiracy or probably the... Can I Google it right now? <laughs> yeah, man. Let's let's yeah. do it. Let's all stay silent while you Google something on your laptop. Just like, just just smoothly chat over it, Finn. Oh, you know what? I'll use a sample. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what it's for. I'm not sure why. I guess I really just wanted to talk to you. The JB Conspiracy. <laughs> that could not have been better. I loved it. Yeah, uh, so, you know, have a look at uh, facebook.com forward slash the JB Conspiracy. We're on Instagram as well, at the JB Conspiracy. And that's also, that's very similar for Twitter, but we're actually at JB Conspiracy. We're, we're not very good on Twitter, but Instagram and Facebook, that's a good place to go. Perfect. So people go and look that up, follow that, and then look out for the new album, which could be out by the time this is being released. So we'll edit accordingly, Finn. Yeah, exactly. So nice. uh, I'll just do a take in case it's released now. So yeah, guys, the album's uh, released now. It's ready to go. Jump on Spotify and check out that album.
Guys, listen, JV Conspiracy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Finn. Thank yeah, you. no, thanks, thank you, Jack. Thanks, it's been Finn. a pleasure. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Great, Great to meet Great. you both, even in a virtual world. We really look forward yeah. to it. We're sort of making a list as we're interviewing people. Right, well, we need to go see Treehouse Fire. We need to see Teenage Witches. We definitely sure. need to get out and see JB Conspiracy in Germany. Awesome. That's where I'm going to go. <laughs> we'll put you on the guest <laughs> list. Yeah, exactly. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's going to be cold. <laughs> in yeah. Germany, in Feb. <laughs> you bring the vodka, we'll bring the sleeping bags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, really appreciate so it. Thanks a lot. We were in a band. Wow. That was excellent. Um, that's That was uh, the second half there of our interview with Matt and Mai from JB Conspiracy, and it brings us to the end of the show. What a great couple of guys. Um, what great stories they had. There's really nothing better than uh, tucking into a couple of bottles of hard liquor in the back of a van with your mates when the venue won't let you sleep inside. Sub-zero conditions as well. Love it. <laughs> it's great stuff. It's great stuff. Always good fun uh, to hear from those guys. Um, they have just released a new album. It's called Beginnings, and it is it is really excellent. Since we interviewed these guys, I, I literally cannot stop listening to that. Um, it's on my playlist, and I would definitely recommend it. Um, so hit them up on Spotify, hit them up on YouTube, um, and definitely check them out. Check out what they've been doing, get down to a live show. But we also want to say thanks as well to Craig Norford, who came on. Craig, you're a legend, mate. Big love to you. Um, and he's got some links as well where people can check him out, right, Jack? Yeah, if you hit him up on his Insta, at Craig Norford, all one word, because he's in various bands, he does various sessioning, just a very talented guy, so, you know, just send him, you know, just slide into his DMs, regardless of the request. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just send him a message and, and start a chat, ask for something, see what happens, yeah. see what you get back. Yeah, he's very, he's very rapid with responding. It's the way, <laughs> we'll respond quickly, is in his bio. <laughs> <laughs> i love that it's really creepy sorry craig you're gonna get loads of random stuff now i mean as if as if it'll probably just get our mums in his in his, in his <laughs> inbox now yeah, um, nice great stuff so at the end of the episode obviously we you've heard the demo uh from jb conspiracy the excellent excellent demo but we're going to leave you with a track that they've very kindly given us from their new album uh this one's called guiding lights uh, but i would recommend just giving it a listen all the way through from start to finish because they've really linked it together well and it's a it's just a beautiful record this is guiding lights it's a little taster enjoy it uh, and we'll see you on the next one guys thanks so much as always do hit subscribe do tell your friends uh, let people know about us right we we want to grow this right yeah if we want to make it to four episodes and you never know you know we get to four episodes we could be trying to flog you fucking blue apron or something soon we could do those <laughs> those stupid adverts couldn't we jack we could be doing those for the listeners yeah well really we just want a, a sponsorship from um you know, pets at home or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to be sponsored by Castrol GTX. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening, Castrol, get in touch. We want to flog some fuel. Yeah, and Toby Carvery while you're there. <laughs> yeah. London's biggest Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> <laughs>
myself down the middle. 